The survivors thought they had a safe place to stay at the Boy Scout camp. But the bodies from the nearby graveyard spilled into their hideout, led by the plastic man searching for little boys to feel up. They had to escape, so they made their way to Burbank Water and Power, which was protected by tall walls and iron fences. This may be the place to hide, but then they found the survivors there who were already in hiding. This is the story of our players in Outbreak Undead, part of RPG Storytime. They were inside the power center, so they could control the power throughout the city. Plus, they had lookout towers from which to watch everything for a long distance. The people who had already been there were unarmed civilians who had been frightened ever since the troubles had begun. They were all employees who worked for Burbank Water and Power. And they explained that sirens had gone off warning of a missile attack. They believed it was from North Korea, but they couldn't be sure. Some of the employees had been sent to the centralmost part of the building, and others had been in a more outer portion of the building. These other employees, they had turned. After the attack, they had moved on those who had hidden in the centralmost part of the building, and the most brave among them had defended the others with pointed sticks and knives. Tommy then speculated on the possibility that this had saved his small band of survivors. They had been inside a movie theater deep within the Burbank Mall. It would be logical that the gases that had destroyed the minds of most other people had dissipated by the time they had reached them. This didn't explain how the group they had met in the grocery store had avoided turning, however, as they had been near open windows so they could let out the smoke from their doobies. They would have to figure that out as they gathered information. For now, they took stock on their situation and their assets. They numbered 17 in all, Tommy and Naseba from the theater, Seth, Jessica, and Mason from the grocery store, Trish and five friends from the mall, named Marion, Bill, Ken, Claire, and Eileen, and there were six workers from Burbank Water and Power named Carrie, Derek, Bob, Karen, Keiko, and Nestor. With so many people, they were going to need a lot of food. They would need some that was already prepared for the short term, and they would need to get supplies to grow food for the long term. They would also need weapons to defend themselves, medical supplies to treat wounds and diseases, and tools to build the facilities they would need. Some of them also wanted to get clothes. They had not planned for a zombie apocalypse when they had left for the day, and what they were wearing was going to get pretty uncomfortable after a couple days. They would want to figure out what caused this apocalypse, and if there was any way to reverse it, but one step at a time. For now, they broke into groups to gather the resources they would need. Everything they were searching for was along Magnolia Boulevard in the district known as Magnolia Park. There were several restaurants and shops where they could get food for now, and they could get plants to grow food at the Do-It-Yourself Center, where they could also get some general supplies. There were also several gun stores along that street, and there was a drug store where they could get medical supplies. As for clothes, there were a ton of vintage stores lining the road. And so they broke into six groups. Seth, Jessica, and Mason would get medical supplies from the drug store. Claire, Eileen, and Carrie would go in the same car, but they'd go across the street to the clothing store. Tommy, Naseba, and Ken would take their own car to the gun shop. Derek, Bob, and Karen would gather food from restaurants and other places, dropping Trish, Marion, and Bill off at the Do-It-Yourself Center to gather supplies. Keiko and Nestor, meanwhile, would keep the power running from BWP, and so they all headed out to their destinations. Quick game note here. Each group was played by the same group of three players. That's why they're so evenly numbered when they split up. No, we didn't actually have 17 people playing this. That would be... weird. Also, I know it's a lot of names to keep track of. Don't worry. There will be fewer of them very soon. 
As they drove, they passed clumps of the undead meandering about on the streets and along the sidewalks. Most of them approached the cars as they passed. But once the living got far enough away, the zombies wandered off like mosquitoes who have lost their prey. Jessica, Seth, and Mason got out of the drugstore while their car partners continued on to the clothing store. Small groups of zombies started toward them, so they had to move fast. Their first challenge would be getting inside. The doors were locked, and breaking the windows to get in would cause noise to attract the undead, so they looked for some alternative way in. Jessica covered them with her bow while Seth and Mason went around back, searching for a dumpster. They found one, and scooted it into place. The screeching metal could have woken the dead. And it did! They began shambling toward the trio. Keep it down! Jessica hissed at them as they used an arrow on a shambling corpse. Get up here! Mason called to her as Seth hopped onto the dumpster and then onto the roof. Mason helped Jessica up, then began to climb to the roof himself. Then the opposite flap of the dumpster opened, and a moving corpse from within reached up and grabbed him. It was covered in melted food and disposed cans as though the trash had replaced its skin. Mason screamed as he was dragged inside. Jessica jumped back down as her friend sunk beneath the rubble like it was quicksand. His hand reached out, and Jessica grabbed it, yanking him back up. The trash zombie reemerged and reached at him. Others were gathering around the dumpster now, reaching at their feet. Mason jumped up to the roof, and Jessica followed. Jessica then tackled Mason and held the knife to his eye. What are you doing? Mason and Seth shouted in unison. Check him for bites, Jessica ordered. What are you, crazy lady? Seth asked. Do it, Seth. If he's bit, he's as good as dead, and he'll take us with him. It looked like Jessica was going to stab Mason anyway, so Mason said to Seth, Okay, okay, check me, just check me, I'm not bit. In shock at this development, Seth checked Mason for bites. I don't see any. You aren't lying, are you? Jessica demanded, as if ready to stab Seth. I don't see any, damn, how'd you turn into such a bitch? Jessica pulled off of Mason, her eyes still on him. Thanks for pulling me out of there, I guess. Mason said, getting up. Let's find our way into this place, Jessica said. The others began to search hesitantly. What are we looking for? Seth asked. Trapdoor or something? Jessica answered. Doesn't look like there is any, Mason said. Looks like we're going to have to go in through the window, Jessica said. Won't that cause enough noise to bring over the zombies? Seth asked. You two already got them over to the back, Jessica said. I've got an idea, Mason said. He remembered that the drive through window was a little ways off the ground. He suggested that if they broke that window and climbed in, the zombies would have a harder time following them. It would be tricky, though, as they'd be climbing over the broken glass, but it seemed like the best solution, since any other route would allow the undead to follow them. So they climbed down toward it. The roof jutted out over the drive through window, so they were able to hop down and get to the window quickly. Jessica remained behind for a moment, making sure most of the zombies remained at the rear while the others broke the window. It took them a while. What are you doing? Jessica shouted. Trying to find something to break the window, Seth shouted. One of the zombies was attracted to the sound of his voice. Jessica shot that one in the chest, causing it to look back at her. Use your fist, Jessica shouted. That's gonna hurt, Seth shouted back. We're getting medical supplies. You'll be fine. Mason took off his belt and shattered the window with the buckle. This attracted the zombies' attention from several directions, including the Taco Bell across the street. Can I take your order? They heard one of them say. Jessica jumped about to keep the attention of the zombies. About half of them stayed. She jumped onto the dumpster, causing a ruckus. More remained, but some went toward the drive-thru. Mason cleared away as much of the window as he could, then cupped his hands for Seth to climb up into the window. He did, then held out his hand to pull up Mason. He shouted up to Jessica, Come on! 
She slid down the roof and landed right in front of a zombie. As it clawed at her, she rolled away and hurried toward the window. Mason held out a hand, and just as she reached for it, he pulled it away. Were you bit? he asked. No, she responded. Hmm, how do I know? he said. The zombies were closing in on all sides. Please don't do this, Jessica said. But it's... Mason started, but Seth interjected. Just pull her in! Mason put out his hand. Jessica grabbed it, and just in the nick of time, she scurried in through the drive-thru. Do you want a drink with that? They heard the slurred speech following them inside. Now in the drugstore, they hurried through the aisles and behind the counter, searching for medical supplies. Seth and Mason found where they kept the drugs. They began comparing combinations of drugs and what sort of an effect they'd have, giggling at how high they were going to get. What are you two doing? Jessica asked. Nothing, Mom, Seth shouted. We need medical supplies and we need to get out of here, Jessica demanded. They've got mephadrone, Seth told her. Uh, Okay, just a little bit, but hurry up, Jessica said. They continued grabbing what they thought they needed, piling everything into large plastic bags to carry. Then they heard a scream from somewhere outside. (laughs) Tune in next week to find out what happens next. And if you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming, everybody!